We would like to warn our listeners that the subject matter we will be speaking on today is very sensitive. We understand the state of the world right now is very uncertain and that it can stir up certain emotions. We encourage all of our listeners to stay in the know, but don't overwhelm yourself. Please self-care and protect your energy by any means. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. For years, our community has been mourning the untimely deaths of our people. It's tragic that in 2020, we are still fighting against racism, systematic oppression, mass incarceration, and police brutality. Sex trafficking and sexual assault are also big issues that Black women are encountering at astonishing rates. More than 20% of Black women are raped during their lifetimes. This is a higher share than among women overall. More than half... 51.1% of female victims of rape reported being raped by an intimate partner and 40.8% by acquaintance. For male victims, more than half, 52.4%, reported being raped by acquaintance, 15% by a stranger. In most cases, those who have been assaulted will not receive justice due to police not submitting paperwork and not taking the time to investigate their cases. Out of over... A thousand sexual assaults, nine hundred and ninety-five preparators, ooh, preparators, preparators will walk free. Two hundred and thirty are reported to a police, which is not a lot. Forty-six reported to arrest, extremely low. Nine cases get referred to perpetrators. Five cases will lead to felony convictions, and four point six rapists will be incarcerated. The most recent tragedy that we have all been de- devastated by is the death of the beautiful Miss Salau. Oluwatoyin Salau, meaning God is worthy to be praised in Yoruba, was an outspoken, electric, passionate, and beautiful young woman. She was a 19-year-old activist and protester from Tallahassee, Florida. Toyin was affiliated with Movement 850, which describes itself as student leaders and community residents working together to demand justice and policy change for police reform in Tallahassee. She spoke at recent protests and spent her final days carrying signs that pleaded for the justice in the wake of Black Lives Lost. Oluwatoyin protested in the midst of a pandemic with an unprotected identity to fight against injustice against Black lives. So that says all you need to know about the kind of queen that she was. She was a true warrior goddess in every sense of the word. On June 6th of 2020, she went missing after she shared on her Twitter account that she has been molested by an unidentified man. Her body was found on June 13th of 2020 by Tallahassee Democrat police in the southeast part of town. One of the tweets that we found when we did our research that really stood out to us was, before I realized what happened to me, I looked over and his clothes were completely off. Once I saw he was asleep and I escaped from the house, and started to walk away from Richview Road to anywhere else. Guys, this is not only a tweet, this is a statement. When you are going through being molested, you first don't acknowledge the fact that it happened. And once you do, it traumatizes you as a whole. But once you identify that, go seek help. So today we're going to start off with 
how did how did old Tokwin's death affect us personally? So we'll go with Talia first. Um, well, when I heard about the death, um, I think what everybody, what a lot of Black girls are saying now is like her death kind of hit us really in a deep spot because it re- she was one of us. Like she was, like she looked like us um, and she was a part of the community. So when I found out about her death, I just cried for like like a lot of hours at night and I was just so confused. I think I was just in shock once I went through her tweets because with social media being the way it is now, it's crazy how you can like read through tweets that somebody tweeted right before they died. Like that to me, like always shakes me up. So knowing that that's the type of situation that she was in, I don't know, it just shook me up and I just wish like I could have done more for her, even though I didn't know her. It just... I don't even know, man. It just shook me up. So Yeah. I think the tweet really got me, like, the one I just shared with everyone is because, like, for her to say, like, before I realized what happened to me, like, when when something like that is happening, it's like, you are incomplete. You're numb. You're numb to not only to your surroundings, but to, you're like, you. it's like your soul steps outside your body and you're, and you're watching yourself get molested and you're just like you don't know what to do even though you know people have prepared you the school have made you watch different videos when you actually encounter that moment and experience that that happening to you you really don't know what to do so like for everyone listening like please like if something like that happened to you go report it I promise you someone is wanting to listen to your story you're you like you have a voice let it be heard yeah that's a good one for me, it really just shook me because it she really could have been any of us. Mm-hmm. We all we all have a voice and we all want to, you know, be heard. And she was using her voice to protect us and speak on the injustices that are happening to us. So for me, it it hit home because that could have been any one of us. And the, one of the tweets that she had um, tweeted, it was saying that he disguised himself as a man of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of churches and stuff that are at these protests, you know, helping us out, you know, just, you know, being there for the community. But at the same time, these people are, they can also take advantage of you. Cause like, you, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard about like all the Catholic churches and all the children being molested in the Catholic churches and nobody saying anything. So it's like, it could be anyone. It's, there's people disguising and using their faith as a way to take advantage of people. And that's something that really bothers me. That really bothered me when it came to old Tolkien's story. But even, um, like, the video that they had when she was at the protest, did y'all see yeah. Yeah. As she was speaking? So, one thing that she said, like, she was talking about her skin. She said she was going to die mm-hmm. about it. Like, she abandoned <laughs> on everything that she was saying. And that was even more, like, hurtful because of what happened to her, like, shortly after she even gave that speech. And then, like, wasn't the man, he was, like, of African descent. And it's, like, during a time like this, like, from my own people, like, you really doing this to me right now? Exactly. It's just, like, yeah. it, it just emphasized everything even more of, like, Black women, how, I mean, it's hard to say, but it's just the truth, how we, and someone said this, like, we're going through our own struggle mm-hmm. within this struggle of our whole community. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's sad. Exactly. It's, it's really sad. Because I feel like a lot of people outside of being, and I won't even just say like a black woman, but for any woman of color, for anybody who fits into 
multiple minority groups, there comes a time when one of your identities kind of gets pushed to the side in order to almost like serve this greater purpose. And mm-hmm. so for black women, being a woman yeah. is that identity that gets pushed to the side. Definitely. You're, you're a black person first. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it, it gets really hard when all this stuff is happening and you're still trying to navigate these issues and you don't have the support of your male counterpart. Like, where do you go? What do you do? Because at the end of the day, as women, we can all hold each other's hands and, you know, kumbaya, kumbaya, <laughs> exactly, around the fire. But until we get that support from men and not just black men but from people from everybody until we can all get to a point where we're able to speak out about sexual assault regardless of what's going on like it's going to continue to be a problem and for a lot of people especially if you're a black woman and you get raped by a black man in this current climate people don't want you to speak out on that at all because they want to focus on black lives matter and black lives do matter which is why we're talking about her today they don't want to bring any negative attention towards black people already we are we're already getting what we're getting so they don't want to add any more negative attention that does need to be you know broadcasted it needs to be spoken about and that's exactly. why a lot of people, you know, especially people who go to church and stuff like that, there's a lot of people who refuse to go to church because they feel like people in church are hypocrites. They're praising about these things and that, like, you know, just take care of each other and all these things like that. But whenever it comes down, like, to the nitty gritty, they avoid it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, especially the topic of sexual assault, especially in the Black community. There's a lot of women. You would be surprised how many women have been assaulted. And have not reported it, have not said anything about it. They just, you know, we don't, we don't, we're not taken seriously when it comes to things like that. I'm kind of at a point where I don't think that people are surprised by the number. I think people just don't care. I think they're numb to it. Yeah. Because the amount of people that I talk to on a regular basis, like a lot of people aren't shy about the stuff that happened to them. Do they want to go into detail? No. But a lot of people... And not just women, but, you know, in general, kind of talk about it. They at least say, like, it's happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but I think a lot of them feel like it's just pointless to speak on it because they don't think anything is going to exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. But there are some women who are able to speak about what happened to them because they've matured and they have, you know, grown into just kind of accept it i mean i don't think that you should be a, have to accept it that's sad it, too, it is though. sad yeah it's sad but you know the world goes on like you know you can't just let that one thing ruin your life forever and can't eat you alive but that's only for people who the people who can overcome it are the people who have been coached and really just you know pushed this way through it but there are some people like adolescent people who have gone through it and they're still struggling with it as adults you have to yep. be coached and that's why it's really important for black people to go to counseling and but you know even when you're talking about like going to counseling and stuff like that in the black community they think you're crazy and that doesn't mean I, that you're crazy basically it doesn't yeah, mean it that doesn't you're crazy, you crazy. Mm-hmm. but um do you guys feel that black women are sexualized more than women of other races yep definitely <laughs> you already know <laughs> I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to have to, like, disagree to agree only because, like, I know about, like, the Hispanic culture, and it's, like, if you think about them, they are, they have to do arranged marriages, and they get, like, they get sold, like, as based, like, sex, tra- sex trafficking at times in different areas at the age of 15, if not younger. Um, same thing with the, uh, like, Middle Eastern people. So, it's, like, 
I do feel like we are like one of the main targets in in America. But when we mm-hmm. step out of America, like there's way more other things going on that we don't that we don't deal with on an everyday basis. Mm, that's, that's a true. fair. We statement. have first world yeah. problems. We do have first world problems. They're problems. Oppression is oppression, but it is a first world version of yeah. that. So I see yeah. I get what you're saying on that one. Because yeah, I would I will never understand what it feels like to be told at six years old that you gotta marry some crusty, dusty fifty year old dude. Well <laughs> I'm like, 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 like I don't wanna do that. I don't want you. <laughs> he got worms. But it's it's real and it's sad. But you know, it's yeah. like it's definitely one of those things where we're out here and you know, we're talking about Black Lives Matter, we're talking about black women and stuff, and it's like we all just gotta we all gotta get to that place where we have the power to stop that but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day y'all know but like if we if we are if we are talking about like within our country like are we sexualized i would say that we are by like different race of women and men because women like when they go get like these butt shots and things like that like they want to imitate the like uh, ideal black women's Mm -hmm. body because you know most of us is like shapely, mm-hmm. you know. And then, like they were talking about this, how uh, most gay men, how they try to put on the persona, yes, of, the like, black woman character, a black yes. woman. And it's like, yeah, buddy, to imitate, like that's not always, a yeah. Compliment. And then they'll overdo it as like making it seem like we're ghetto, but not every black woman is ghetto. Like there's, they stereotype. Yeah. Us. That's that stereotype, yeah. Yeah. or that we're angry or some anything of that way, but. We always angry because we want to speak on how we feel. Yeah, like, but when a white girl do it, she just talking. Like I don't, but, I just don't, I don't get like it. That. I don't like that. <laughs> it's kind of different. It's kind of different, and I'll tell you why. When black women, we speak out a lot of times. Like we don't fall in line with what our black male counterparts are saying. We're quick to go around them. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I've noticed with other women, particularly white women, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but this is what I've seen, where they'll kind of take the side of whatever man in their life is kind of in charge, whether, you know, that's their father, their husband, their older brother, whatever line. And yeah. so it's like, I've heard that. Okay, if we're not listening to the men, you know, quote unquote, like you're supposed to in our own community, then who else is gonna, you know, step in, which is really sad, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of the truth. I've heard that a lot because they're saying, like, Black women, or women in general, but specifically Black women, they're basically saying that we're too strong for men now, like, we don't need them for anything, which I do agree we don't need them for anything, but at the same time, you know, men are essential, like, it's important to have men in our lives, but... I feel like they're trying to, yeah, we need each other. It's a deeper, it's like a deeper thing, though, because if you think about it, like, think about y'all moms, y'all aunts, y'all female cousins, like, they're all, like, strong, independent Black Mm -hmm. women, like, majority of them are, so it's like, our mentality growing up is just like, I mean, I got me, because at the end of the day, they not gonna have me, because, like, when it comes to the system, when it comes to men and we gotta fight for them. we not we can't just rely on them so it's just like we got that mentality so us speaking out like like against our husbands our significant others and stuff it's like we're not really speaking against y'all but it's like we got to stand on our own at the end of the day because we don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) and that's sad that we have that mentality but it's just like rooted in us almost and to talk about like black women being sexualized even more like for me especially being a curvier girl if i if i wear a v-neck to an interview 
it's I'm too sexual or I'm yeah. I'm showing too much yeah. I'm asking for something like I'm yeah. asking to be mistreated I don't feel like that's fair because there could be a white girl who's flat chested and she'll wear a v-neck and there'll be no problem like why does a little crease bother you why does a shoulder bother you why does because a little they can't bit control themselves because men are a dog yeah oh, it's because God. people don't want to take accountability for their actions you wearing a shirt does not give me permission to stare it doesn't give me permission to touch it doesn't give me permission to exactly. comment none of that but because as a man i'm not strong enough to prevent myself from doing those things I gotta tell you to cover up or as an older woman who's been there and seen how bad it gets I'm gonna tell you to cover up because Mm -hmm. that's another thing older Mm -hmm. women older black women will put you in that spot too they'll put you in that place where they want you to almost conform as a form of protection you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so it sucks but someone has said something about that like I don't know if y'all been told this when y'all were younger, but it was like, oh, so and so about to come over, change the clothes. Yeah, oh, yeah. They want you to put definitely. A amount of, and it's just like, why should I have to change my clothes? How can we right? just take like, like so and so yeah. Like, why do I have to adjust myself for that person? And that's not, or like, I don't know if y'all were told this, but like, my aunts, my grandma, my mom, they would be like, don't sit on no man. Oh, yeah, I never that. If it's not mm-hmm. your And it's just like, why? It's like, why not tell these men? Don't like quit being so horny around little girls. Right, that's not okay. Exactly. So it's just a lot that go into. It's just a deeper meaning behind why black women are the way that they are. Like I promise you, I feel that. So I blame the white patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's I could go and I could write a whole twenty-page paper on that sentence, (laughs) front and back. But what kills me the most is like I don't know if y'all had this experience, but like growing up, like my grandma, rest in peace, she will always say like, just going to Chicago. I need to talk about like when we would go to Walmart, she'll say, you know. You dress differently, but dress more as if like you have more respect for yourself. Meaning, like yeah, um, like that respect for yourself thing used to draw me nuts. Yes. Like I have respect for myself. Man, it's them that y'all worried about. But what killed me was like when African American people start to divide themselves within their own community. For example, like you will see like the poverty level, and then the level that was like wealthy, and it's like, why can't we all be equal? Because mm-hmm. at the yeah. end of the day, white people see us as black people regardless what level you are on like you're still black yeah. and they're still going to treat you the way they want to treat you because they feel like they had that white privilege yeah especially growing up in a white area for me it was like I had to be I'd had to have the best things and I feel like my parents I have the best parents ever like my parents parents and skills are amazing but I do I do notice a difference that my mom and my dad wanted me to have nice things so that I don't seem pre- or or I don't, I'm not perceived as a lower level black person. You know what I'm saying? They made sure that I, I spoke correctly. Like I spoke, I went to great schools. I was dressed. I was always put together. I was never, you know, there was never a day where I walked outside and my hair looked a mess. Because then they would automatically think, oh, something wrong with her. She wanted the rough ones. You know what I'm saying? So I was never, I was never one of those not put together kids. But now that I'm older, I realize why they did it. But at the same time, it's like, why do we have to do that? Why do I have to be extra? Why do I have to be 10 times smarter, 10 times stronger, 10 times everything to them? And it's not fair, but, you know, it's life. The crazy thing is we already are, mm-hmm. but it's the system mm-hmm. that, like, switches it to thinking that we are not enough. And it's like, no. In reality, they're trying to get to where we at. Yeah. But we just held back by the system. And it's only because so. it's a system that they created. 
Exactly. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do you guys feel about the Me Too movement? Um, I personally feel like the Me Too movement has been hijacked and watered down. Yes. Um, initially, I was here for it. I was here for women speaking up, for people saying, hey, this person did this to X, Y, and Z people. They're disgusting. We shouldn't support them. I've been through a situation. I've been through a situation. I feel like it showed strength in numbers and it made people feel safer to talk about their experiences to report things that had happened to them but I feel like at this point it's just become a hashtag um and it doesn't really hold weight the way that it initially did because you see people saying it but then still supporting these people who have been called out and so that Mm -hmm. for me was really sad especially when you're giving support to people with money because especially in the u.s money is power this is a capitalist society so if you have you know these movie directors who have been out here you know sexually assaulting and harassing these young you know upcoming actors to give them their big break and then this stuff is happening and Mm -hmm. then you still go and see their movie you still do that then it's like okay you're just proving that it's okay nothing's gonna happen and yeah. about the hashtags, like, I feel like anything that becomes a hashtag, it, it just ends up not being trustworthy. Like, with the whole George Soros and the Black Lives Matter, like, I read up on that, like, mm-hmm. I think the week before last. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck? Like, Black Lives Matter, like, that hashtag was meant to get us justice. But now I'm seeing people, like, using it to glamorize, like, products and to just profit off of and exploit yeah. off of. And get I just... Product. It's it's just this is like hashtags. Ugh, I don't know, man. They it's it's it's, it's weird. It's getting it's getting really weird out here. <laughs> I definitely think it's getting weird and it's getting worse. But um, as far as me too, for me, I just feel like kind of like what Sydney said. I feel like it's starting to become a gimmick. Like it's just people are just saying it just to say it. And like there's people who have really experienced these things, and it's like. What you know, I just feel like they're making a mockery out of our pain, and that's what really irritates yeah, me about I feel that. that. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're making a mockery out of the people who are they started this for those who had really gone through these experiences because they do the founders do realize that okay, that it's more prevalent than people want to talk about, and they're making they're making ways to get these people. They've gotten Jeffrey Epstein, they've gotten Bill Cosby. I'm trying, I'm praying to God they get Donald Trump. Like, just get, just get him out. Just get him out. <laughs> like, get him out, bro. Like, I'm sick of him. But, like, it's just, like, they're going after these people and they're raising money to be able to do this to go after the people who have been hurting us. But at the same time, I feel like people are using it as a mockery. Like, there was this white guy the other day in, like, um, I can't remember what his name was on Instagram, but he had this little video and he had his homeboy and his homeboy, like, touched his like touched his butt and he was like oh hashtag me too and that bothered me to my yeah. core because yeah. I was just like y'all are making a joke out of something that's so serious like there are people who are really living living and dying and killing themselves Boom. over the trauma there it is. yes people like are over the trauma it's not funny it's not it's not a game like it's people guys like you know that's real this is not a joke so that's how I feel about me too. I feel like it's being taken seriously by those who are inside of it and who are helping fund it. But for the outside world, I don't feel like people are taking it as serious as they should. 
my next question is how do we protect each other and what steps can we make to do so oh first of all like i went on amazon last week okay i ordered four new self-defense weapons okay (laughs) but um, it's really it's really sad because like already like we already know as women especially being black women like we can't you're not supposed to go out alone don't be walking through no dark alleys like you need to wash your car i'm hearing that people are hiding below cars and slashing people's ankles slashing women's ankles it's just mm. all this crazy stuff <laughs> what? just all this crazy stuff but if you are listening go on amazon get you some self-defense weapons okay they real are they real affordable get you a pocket knife get you some mace. Get you a taser get, get, okay like stay strapped I got up a bedazzled purple taser I got if you're of age and you know how to use a gun it might be time to start carrying I I'm not not go get Yes, definitely go get licensed to carry because it's yes. not hard make sure to you through. do it the correct way. Make sure you know how to use that thing. Don't be yeah, out here uh-huh. just waving it around willy nilly. Go to the range, <laughs> get some lessons. Yes, it's ma'am. A, it's, it's a real weapon. Guns are real weapons. So, like, exactly. you know, if you decide to take that extra step for that <laughs> extra bit of security, like, make sure you know what you're doing with it. Yeah. yeah, and make sure you keep it away from if you have children and stuff like that. Keep them away from them and keep it concealed somewhere that nobody else will find it. Yeah. And if you're not like, but you can also have a gun even if you're not licensed to carry. So, but the only thing about that is that you can't have it within your reach when you're driving. So, if you have the gun in your car, you better put it somewhere that nobody can find it or keep it out of your reach and it cannot be loaded. That's another rule. Mm, for also, all that, please go just get your license. Don't get caught up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for all that. yeah, for all of that, just get your license. But also, my mom actually just gave me this cute little thing. It's this little book with all my, my rights in it. It's like it tells you every single rights and it has the whole constitution and stuff like that in it. So in case I get pulled over and I need to look up something or, you know, if they're violating my rights, I can tell them exactly where they're violating my rights at. So go invest in one of those because it was like 50 cents. But those were great. Ooh, I know, girl. Great, I like that. Shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. <laughs> right. Mom's <laughs> best. Oh, it's crazy. I meant to tell y'all. It's crazy because after the uh, after I read about Toyin's story on Twitter, I had a nightmare, bro. I had a nightmare that me and Michaela was moving to our new apartment. And I went <laughs> to go check out the Tombaugh area or whatever. And I had a dream I was on a cliff or something like that. I was sightseeing and I was taking selfies trying to be cute outside of my mm-hmm. car. And this white man, he looked like like kind of like kind of like mentally unstable. He just looked crazy. He was like balding. He walked up behind me and he was like finna attack me. And I guess I like turned around and I was like growling like I was trying to act like, you know, I was like with the shit, you know what I'm saying? So I like, <laughs> pulled out my pocket knife. It was a crazy nightmare, bro. Like I woke up hyperventilating. He ended oh up running. God. He ended up running away. But like I basically had to like stand my ground in the dream so that I could kind of like fend him off. And then I woke mm-hmm. up like hyperventilating. That was the day after her death. And I was like, bro, this news, like everything is like affecting me psychologically. Like, are y'all feeling that way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just feel like the the whole vibe of the world is just different. I feel like nothing is first like nothing is literally set in stone. Everything yeah. is just up in the air. I cannot stand this uncertain energy in the words of Juanita. But I just I don't know. I just it just feels like everything is on edge. You can't expect anything out of anybody You're on your own. Just it's just weird. I don't like the energy in the air. Yeah. Even like going out in public, like I've been to the stores and stuff, and like even white people just like, oh, excuse me, or 
They'll say something like something so simple. I would literally second guess it. Like, did they really mean that? Or are they trying to be funny? <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff are they doing that extra because like, all no, of this? For real, I'm so serious because it's just like, or if they're being nice. Like, I, I think I was talking to my cousin about this. Like, even once the world changes, because it will, and it will change for the better. But it's like, I'm all for the unity of black and white people. But even still, like, the process is going to be hard because we all have PTSD naturally, like, from birth, from this. So to get, like, that positive reaction and unity from white people is going to be so weird. Like, I hate to feel that way, but it's going to be so weird for me, like... Wait, so you accept me? Genuinely? Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. My feelings towards that are totally different. And I know it's partially because like half of my, well, not even partially, it's because half of my family is white. And it's like my interactions with them, their love for me, the way that, you know, even I see them interact with other black people in general. Like in my mind, I don't see white people and automatically think, that they don't like me or that, you know, that they're going to be racist or rude or whatever. I do think that they won't necessarily understand because even having family who's white, they don't always understand everything. In fact, they don't understand most things, but it's the willingness to understand and accept that they don't know. And so mm-hmm. it's it's just, it's but that's really good though. Weird. I mean, it's, Y'all really, it's awesome, but. Outlook to have. I'm glad y'all touched on that because like literally like that was like on the tip of my tongue I was really about to say that like thanks so much to me and then it's just like yeah. like we also have to remember like not every white man a white woman or Caucasian woman however you want to be called like not all of them know like really how to approach us or how to have like a mm-hmm. just but it's not our job to educate them either exactly I don't feel like it's our job to educate them on that either. Y'all are the ones who have the issue or, you know, not saying that all white people are bad. Don't get me wrong. Cause I, I don't have that problem. I don't have, I don't hate white people, but I have been noticing that the people that I've grown up with have been voiceless when all this stuff has come happening. Like the my close friends from like high school and stuff, they haven't said anything about what's going on because one, they're afraid to say the wrong thing and yeah. they're afraid to ask any questions. But my thing is, it's not my, like, they'll ask me, like, how do I feel about it? And I was like, well, it's not my responsibility to educate you on Black culture, like, on our colloquialisms and none of that, but y'all will use them. Y'all use them. Mm-hmm. Y'all be like, thick thighs save lives and all this stuff. Like, you know, like, they use all of our colloquialisms and things like that. But when it comes to our issues, they don't want to educate themselves. Oh, okay. Okay, I got a yeah, question for also... you, Mickey. Okay, so if, yeah. if you said it's not our job to educate them, then who will educate them and how will we bring change if no one will yeah. be the person to educate them? I think them? it's to a certain extent, though. Yeah. Like, if you, it depends on how you come at me with it. If you're asking just to really know and you're not coming at me just to be like, well, just to form an opinion. Because at the end okay, of the day, everybody has their own opinion. But don't mm-hmm. come at me with, um, how should I feel about this? Or, like, you know, don't ask me how should you yeah. feel about it. The way you feel about it is how you also- feel about it. Little questions. Also, it's about the simplicity of what our main issue is. We just want to be treated equal. That's not exactly. Right. And once you get to a certain age, 
I don't care if you white, black, blue, or green. You know right from wrong. You know when you're treating somebody disrespectfully. And even if they aren't, because I have friends, they're not racist, but their parents hate black people. And mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. you, you got to take a stand. It's not so many questions that you can ask when it's right in front of your face. Just like our That's color true. black and white, so is this issue. Just read it. Yeah, and there's a lot of, it's not just white people, though, guys. Like, I have a Hispanic friend, and she, we were always, we were very, very close growing up. And then now she hasn't been saying anything about anything that's going on but every guy that she's dated has been black every mm-hmm. single last one of the guys that she has dated has been black until recently and i do remember in high school one of her the first black guy she ever dated i was the first person she told about it because she had to hide it from her mom and her mom was just so upset about it and her mom claimed that she wasn't racist but at the same time why do you have a problem with your daughter dating a black guy so my uh, my thing that kind of bothers me is that if you're going to date black men, understand our issues, understand that their issues and understand that you have to be on the front lines with them because out of their voices and our voices, your voice is probably the only one that's going to be taken seriously, especially mm-hmm. if you're white. Uh, if you're white, if you're Hispanic or if you're anything but black and you're dating black men, you need to be taking a stand just as much as we are because they're not just here for your pleasure. And they're not here for your pleasure and the kids that you, you have with it. them those beautiful children that you everybody wants these mixed babies and all this stuff that okay. comes with the price the, your kids are going to be black just like your husband and you're going to have to do the same thing to protect your children just because you're white when you pro when you procreate with a black person not saying that you're black and you understand our issues but you better get to looking up some stuff and starting to understand that look this is a part of my life now you need but to be on the front know, lines as well, just like we are Absolutely. And like, and you can tell, you can tell when it's genuine because the black person that you are with, whether, you know, it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever, they shouldn't have to remind you to care about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You should naturally exactly. care about it. You should be reminded. You care him. about this person because you care about the people that they care about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those mm-hmm. things where it's like, especially if you are only dating a black person or only with this black person because you want mixed babies you are wrong that is so fetishy that is so gross (laughs) we're not a fetish black women black women i don't care what you say when you make a baby with somebody you need to be making that baby with them because you love them when you intentionally make a baby because obviously accidents happen and i'm not even gonna get into that but if you are intentionally making this baby for any other reason outside of the fact that you just want a kid or you just love this person, if it has to do with the way this baby is going to look like you get to sit there and pick out all of its features before it comes out, you have some issues. Yeah. And you need to see some help. And <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> because not every mixed baby is going to come out with light skin. Not every mixed baby is going to come out with blue or Talk green or hazel eyes or with <laughs> the quote unquote nice mixed curls because I know that 4C be coming out that 4C be coming out hair with dark brown eyes and dark brown skin and you wouldn't know that they were mixed unless you saw both their parents and it doesn't matter anyways so like that just stuff like that just really bothers me because you see it so much like in high school I would hear all the time and like being at an HBCU obviously like you don't hear it as much Shout but out like TV. it's still there it's yeah. still there yeah especially within especially within our community because we've been taught it by 
you know, the white, I'm not going to say all white people, but pretty much the white people that taught us and instilled in us colorism. So now, even in, within our community, we are fighting each other. Like, we're trying to see who's better than who. And that's another issue that we can tackle another day, but at the same time, it's like, dude, we as Black people need to really just come together as one, but until everybody can come together as one and like find a common goal, our common goal is equality. If we can just focus on that goal, if we can focus and tackle that goal, we can tackle so many issues within our community. It will be so easy to do that, but we have to be one. And that's a lot. That's an issue that a lot of people are having. But on another note, what can we do to protect each other? We can start teaching people how to respect people's boundaries at an early age regardless of what they look like so that means telling these little kids that when someone says don't touch them that you don't touch them because at this point I'm not gonna lie I think it's kind of too late for some of the older generation I feel like they'll they'll they're gonna die off and not do some of this stuff but we gotta focus on I feel like they're gonna die off (laughs) like really though that that's really what that's where I'm at with it focus on the youth and teach them right from wrong so that they know like you don't put your hands on people you don't judge your you don't judge people because of the color of their skin you don't Mm -hmm. treat women like they're less than men like you just gotta instill those values at a young age because if you tell a little kid that in basic terms be nice to everyone treat people how you want to be treated but you lead by example those kids are gonna grow up great exactly these things like racism harassment like i really feel like they're taught and or experience because kids are like sponges so everything starts everything starts when you're young so i just feel like we got to work at the root just teach them right from wrong you know just be a just be a good parent you know like (laughs) definitely just be a good parent when when someone's expressing like how they feel like listen Mm -hmm. because i promise you like listening can go such a long way and if you don't understand ask them to elaborate on it express let them express how they feel because i promise you we just want to be heard yeah yeah how do we got we well we (laughs) how do you guys feel about brianna taylor man okay Um, shook me because like to know that like they just they just feel they can just bust in your house and they're like I'm sorry like, I live in the country like what's your boyfriend like nah nah like that <laughs> I can't even speak on it y'all got it that that just runs me hot every time I even talk about it my thing is that this is not the first time in recent months like this this concept of the police breaking in or you know going into breaking the wrong and house. say what it is and, yeah breaking entry into the mm-hmm. wrong house shooting the wrong person has happened how many times now like i'm sorry but if i as a civilian can't put in an address on gps so <laughs> can the police okay <laughs> okay and my thing is if they didn't even see the guy there why would you just start shooting like just you don't even see the suspect he wasn't even on there. top of that they called the leasing office to verify that there was nothing, no drug trafficking going on at all, and you still, you still raided her house. No, sir, no, ma'am. Y'all all should go to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like all racist people going to hell, but they just me personally. Forget, like forget hell. 
they going to hell. And I'm not going to be there with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, with Brianna Taylor's story, that took me out. Because, like, I was just like, she, you know, she missed out on so many things. And, and what really, okay, aside from me being silly, like, it low-key made me not want to date a drug dealer. But at the same time, who cares? Like, oh, my God. It, but it's like, at the same time, that has nothing to do with her. With his, even if her boyfriend was a suspect, they should have called her boyfriend. They should have found a way to get to him. Why are you coming in my house and shooting me? And like, that just, that just blew my mind because the girl was asleep. None of it makes sense. And you know, their main thing is they're like, uh, they're resisting or they were trying to fight back. This girl was asleep. They, they came in there and shot that girl in her sleep. Girl, they be looking at, they be looking for any reason to kill us. I swear. And the they really think, is the black they think they slick. Like, you not slick. We not stupid, bro. And it really but just. nobody has been arrested either. Exactly. Ex- still, to this, Not day, one person. to this day, like At it really, point. it really upsets me because you got all, like it, like people don't mm-hmm. look at them as actual human beings. Like this is an actual human being. Like Toyin, she graduated from a school. Um, Brianna, she was a what a EMT. They said, mm-hmm. yes, like ma'am. these girls, these women have goals. Successful. These are actually with with families. Like and you're just killing them. Like it's just it just I can't wrap my head around it. It's ridiculous. But it's do you think they don't, a they don't see us as people? They don't see they us don't. as people. It's a job that they had to do. They were told, go raid this house, find this person, move on. It becomes so almost like mathematic. Just one plus two equals three. Like over mm-hmm. and over and over that you don't stop to think about, okay, what if one plus two doesn't equal three? What if Hello? this person <laughs> that we're looking for isn't there? Do we just keep shooting anyways? No. Yeah. You don't. Exactly. But do you guys feel like there's a difference within black men getting justice and black women getting justice? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. And like how though? Like in what way? And I'm sick of it. We saw it in the numbers. Uh George Floyd, he got how much money in a certain amount? Everybody's like George Floyd, hashtag George Floyd. And you know, rest in peace, rest in power, rest in paradise. But then when it came time to, you know, fight for Breonna Taylor's life in justice, it was a slow and like it was a slow progress. I just feel like it didn't pick up enough speed as it's just it's just ridiculous. Like we really people don't care about us. And then they Sexism. wonder why we're so angry and they wonder why we're so passionate and we're so outspoken because y'all don't care about us. Y'all don't see us. Y'all don't hear us. Y'all don't listen to us. And why we but, don't think we need y'all. It, OK, so this is what exactly. I think is happening. Right. First of all, sexism can still exist no matter what else is happening. And I feel like a lot of people, particularly minority men, not just black men, feel Mm -hmm. like because they don't have the same amount of power as a white man that they just don't have power at all. So they realize that they Mm. have power over their women. They choose to treat us the way that society has treated them. Oh, I like that. That That was so. That's a word, sis. That's a word. Thank that you. is a word. Wow. That, and that's what Professor Girl, girl, <laughs> don't make me pull out these lecture notes before Corona. <laughs> okay? Not the lecture notes. Okay. Girl, I was in there. I was writing them notes. That class was good. But, um, <laughs> but no, I'm so serious. They do this and then they feel like, okay, well, we're both black. So it is what it is. Like, me fighting for me is like me fighting for you. Like, you're going to get your justice too. Chill. But it's like, no, boo. You fighting for you is you fighting for you. Mm-hmm. 
acknowledge that there are differences acknowledge that we still need more things but this is what always happens historically white men do what they want to do then black men want to do some too then white women say wait black men get to do something oh no 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 you forgot about us then they're like "Mm, would we rather let black men or white women do this Uh, mm." Mm. we don't know so then they battle it out and then at the very end like black women we're sitting here trying to help all the women and help all the black men and then we get left in the dirt every yep what about me never what about me because everybody else is like thanks for the help boo did you want something like we were literally the last people to get our rights to vote like wait (laughs) and what and we're gonna be the last people Y'all, please vote. Please vote in November. If you are not registered, go get registered. We have got to get this man out the office. We got to get him, Pence, all the people. Get him out. (laughs) Got to get him out. Regardless of if you agree or not, because I've actually met some black people in their 20s who like Trump, and I'm not going to go too into detail about that. But regardless (laughs) of how you. But like, why? Like, he looks like a Cheeto. Regardless of what you think, you feel one, you need to be registered to vote. You need to mm-hmm. do that. Two, you need to actually be paying attention. Don't just pick a name and check a box. Think about what you want and then start reading. Figure out mm-hmm. who fits for you and your needs. I don't care about your party. I don't care about your hmm. religion. I don't care about none of that. I care about you going out and voting for what makes your life better because I promise you if you do it and you get your friend to do it and they get their friend to do it all of a sudden an entire community has a voice so let's go let's vote y'all yes that is a word Word. okay so our last and final question is what can we do to help prevent sexual assault in their cases being heard and help their cases be heard sorry um, as far as prevention, we're going to have to crack down on uh, the, we're going to have to crack down on rapists. Like, there's, there's no <laughs> other way around it. We got to hype this stuff up. There's no way to crack down on be able to walk away. Yes. Ramp up them sentences. Ramp up the probation. Start taking it seriously. All, take all that. Make it so serious that people are afraid to rape people. Because right yes. now, nobody's afraid to rape people. Yes. They're just like, oh, I'm going to just get a slap on the wrist and write my name on the list and I'm going to still live the life I'm living and I might not be able to get this one job. It might not even have to register the sex offender because it's your first offense or first time you got caught. And that right there. <laughs> why Y'all why you get a slap that. on the wrist? Why you get a warning for that? You intentionally like, hurt someone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only people who are even getting convicted are the people who are raping white women. Yes. Man, say it. Because I know my brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ community I, are not getting hard justice. People who have experienced it. Hello. That's a whole other topic. Especially That's a whole the other LGBTQ topic. community. Mm-hmm. They don't get any kind of justice for anything. It's like, it's almost like they want that stuff to happen to those people to like make them straight. And that just irritates me. Like, these people I'm are sorry. people. The, the you can't pray the gay way. Touch the gay way. You can't do none of that. Just let people be who they are. And if you can't accept it, you need to switch locations. You need to remove yourself from the situation. Getting aggressive, forcing or yourself. Or just to don't speak. It's never the answer. Or don't speak. I just feel like okay, it's cool. You may not like. Okay, this is this is how I feel about everything with the LGBTQ community, with the Black community, all that. If you don't like us, okay. So say you're a homophobe. You don't like gay people. Okay, keep your thoughts to yourself and just keep moving. 
You don't have to express your hate. Keep it within yourself and keep it moving because at the end of the day, they're still going to be here. They're still going to live their lives the way they want to. Your opinion is not going to do anything but just worsen the wound. We definitely you know got to make a, If you racist. Y'all, we definitely got to make an episode too because there's so much I want to say on that, but I don't want to. I don't want to. three hours long. Same thing if you're racist. If you racist, keep your racism to yourself. Just understand that, look, we are here. We are living where you living. Accept it. Just keep your racist thoughts to yourself. If you and anybody who's racist knows that it's bad to be racist. Common, common, that's just a common knowledge. That's point blank, period. If you racist, keep your racist thoughts to yourself. Let us live our lives. Don't participate in anything that's going to make things worse or add fuel to the fire. Just stay to yourself. Actually, you know what? I don't think any racist people are probably listening to this, but just in case they are, you know what I'm saying? Um, If you have to put value in yourself, through the hatred of other people, if you are so afraid of someone else, regardless if I'm talking about race or whatever, if you have to put people down to make yourself feel better and you like to be an oppressor, you are not worth your newsflash. Okay, hun? <laughs> because dirt. you don't have true power because true power comes from within. You don't have to take it, honey. Let's speak on that. Boo, you suck. Bye. <laughs> Hold on. This the is what <laughs> right like i like this <laughs> i'm sorry i'm, oh, really, I'm over here heated like I'm, my temperature <laughs> literally got warmer like i do not like these people like but i agree gonna, how you gonna hate from outside the club you can't even get in boo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a proverb but i agree oh, with what you said. i feel like at the end of the day people don't do stuff if they're not scared like Fear, mm-hmm. fear can be a very resourceful tool. So I feel like if we make these people scared to be racist, scared to be um, rapist, then maybe that'll cause change. Maybe that'll shift the change a little bit. That's how I feel. Yeah. Stop giving them a slap on. Them. I think so. So they're taking a stinky. Period. So to end tonight. Um, if you or anyone you, ha- you know has been sexually assaulted and needs assistance of any kind, RAIN is the National Sexual Assault Hotline. The number is 800-656-4673. Again, 800-656-4673. You're not alone and you are not broken. And guys, if you would like to help get justice for Breonna Taylor, please email us at girlfriends with a z god 11 at gmail.com and repeat that one more time for people who missed it girlfriends with a z guide 11 at gmail.com for a sample letter to send to Louisville police department all right guys we'll hit you guys up next week thanks for listening bye, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>